I had to shake him on my last case, big O don't play. guys, welcome back to another episode of the Muskie Hunts Podcast. I'm one of your five, six hosts this evening. Mm. Mm. Sounds interesting. <laughs> My name is Ryan Reed. We have many, many other hunks on the line tonight, including an honorary hunk for the evening. So super excited uh, to see you boys again. It's been like, what, five days? since the last <laughs> since the last podcast and and They're honestly far too long tom wants to do them every night I think. yeah tom's gonna, tom's gonna bitch about not having time to two days in between them <laughs> yeah and uh la- the last podcast was very pleasant because tom boy was chasing bluegills that's mm-hmm. what i was gonna say i, I think uh this is the trial of uh just swapping out one of the members. Yeah. Yeah. What, what Tom doesn't know oh, is this is really an interview for his position. <laughs> it's open <laughs> interviews. Wow. Open. All right. Open <laughs> interviews tonight. So we have on the phone tonight. <laughs> we have Mr. Nick Fiesler from the Good Great evening. White North. Good evening, sir. Only ninety-four in the North today. Ooh wee. Ooh. Toasty. Did you check them water temps out on Edinburgh? No, I haven't been out there in months. Oh, all right. Well, it's good season. Oh, yeah, it's no good. Good to see you, sir. We also have on the call tonight, Mr. Tom Venata. Hello. Back again. Back again. 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 Welcome back, Tom boy. We missed you. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Thank you. (laughs) We we did miss our punching bag. Uh Uh-huh. And nobody to edit and... Yeah, we we ended up carry the weight because you weren't there. I know it all goes all to shit when I leave. We it all also, falls apart. It not 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 all the way apart, but we also have on the phone tonight, Mister Donnie Swink. Good evening. Good evening, sir. And we also have Owen Seaman and Big O's Bucktails. What's up, gentlemen? Good evening tonight. Good, good evening. I feel like we're all just a little down, maybe a little tired. Yeah, post vacation blues. It's been a long excuse. Yeah, there's it's it's kind of like the dog days of summer. You know, I'm I'm the kids are already bitching about going back to school, and I can feel it. Yeah, I can I can feel it. You know. All right. Well, well, I don't want to be a downer. You just gotta you just gotta find. Gotta I find need somewhere some you can ship those kids off for the whole year, you know? Yeah, no yeah. shit. Boarding <laughs> school. What? <laughs> what is I was gonna... watching a funny story. It's not even funny. It's not funny. I was, uh, we were watching Hogwarts. <laughs> we were watching um, Harry Potter last night. And I said to the kids, I'm like, imagine us taking you to the train station in September and just sending you off to, to school for a year. And they all looked at me like I was crazy. And I'm like, you realize that's, that's really what some folks do is they, mm-hmm. they send their kids away to, to be educated. And maybe, maybe that wasn't such a bad idea. I don't know. <laughs> I thought you were going to, re- we need to revisit our options here. I thought you were going to say you were going to try and talk the kids into just running into a, a pillar at the train station. Full <laughs> well, speed. That too, that too. That's, 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 that's plan B. <laughs> Oh Man. boy. 
Kids sound fun. Yeah. Right, Ryan? <laughs> Sounds amazing. Oh, uh, you got you guys, you guys have so much to learn. I'm sure Dave, Dave in Minnesota can can back me up on that one. All right, we'll, oh, we'll just go ahead. That's our, we'll just go ahead oh, that's our introduction. That's our introduction. And there it is. So Donnie, why don't you go ahead and tell us more about Dave from Minnesota? <laughs> well, everyone dave from minnesota is my good friend longtime friend dave mcnellis he's uh the whole reason why i musky fish i've known dave for a very very long time uh, we've stayed in touch over the years i take trips up to minnesota to hang with them and and fish muskies my very first musky fishing trip was with dave in minnesota and uh he's also a big fan of the podcast so we wanted to get him on here tonight. We're talking about him more as an honorary hunk than necessarily a guest. It's something that we discussed doing amongst ourselves with some of our friends and colleagues, just getting them on here to kind of just talk muskies and, and hang out, not necessarily having big time name guests. But uh, so that's that's the game plan for tonight, boys. Right. We're going to hang out. We're going to talk muskies with Dave in Minnesota and uh, hear a little bit about his season and, and our seasons and just what we've got going on so far. I know some of us have been on recent trips and we're going to talk about all that, but uh, for any of first, our diehard listeners, they might've heard his name before. Cause Dave in Minnesota has been mentioned before quite a few times yes, in past very episodes. much. He, if it wasn't for Dave in Minnesota, there would be no Donnie Swink on a musky hunks podcast. So it only feels right to have Dave in Minnesota on the podcast with us here tonight. So without further ado, Dave in Minnesota, please say hi to everyone. Hello, hello, hello. Yes, I'm Dave. Nice to meet you guys. And uh, this is my first podcast, so we're just going to kind of wing it tonight and see what happens. No pressure. Donnie, that was pretty sweet, some of the stuff you said about me. So I don't know if you're lying. I, I mean it. I mean it from the heart, and I'm happy to have you on here tonight, buddy. And I appreciate you coming on to talk with us. I'm no, excited. I being on here. He's trying to make up for those plumber bills every time he visits. <laughs> <laughs> that and the goose from the couple of trips he's been on. <laughs> A good old cold front swink. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so Dave, why don't you? Uh, I guess let's. If we want to start with Dave, can kind of tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, and how you got into musky fishing. What a lot of people wouldn't know is that Dave's actually from Pennsylvania originally. Dave in Minnesota wasn't always in Minnesota. That's oh, no. how we know each other. We were childhood friends. He is a Western Pennsylvania boy with ties to Western Pennsylvania musky fishing. So. Uh, we figured it, it'd be a neat story for Dave to kind of tell us how he got into it and, and how we came to know each other. No, no pressure, Dave. This is just nope. an interview to be a hunk. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's it. interesting to me is that Dave is, you say he's from Pittsburgh or from Pennsylvania, right? Yeah. You have the Minnesota accent going. So right? I think well, that's what happens when you're up here and off. by it for 22 years, you know, oh. it's just you know, kind of like, it's funny, Tom, when I go up there, when I go up there and he hangs out with me and Josh for a week, his wife says that he, he talks like a Pittsburgher again for a few days. <laughs> yeah. I believe that. No, I don't know. I mean, like, yeah, I grew up in Western Pennsylvania, you know, I mean, I, uh, 
I grew up fishing. I started fishing first. I caught a bluegill, actually. That was my first fish. That was, I, I don't know, a few hours north where I was at. We rented a cane pole and had a worm and blah, blah, blah. Caught a bluegill. Ever since then, I've been kind of hooked. So since then, it, I kind of went from like bluegill to we'd start going down to the river and carp fishing, start catching catfish and, you know, trout, trout openers, huge in Pennsylvania, you know, we'd camp, do all that stuff and just kind of escalated from there. And then uh, my dad brought home this, uh, this flyer, it was like a little piece of paper and it said, I don't know if you guys have ever seen it, but it said musky fever on it. And then it had like a couple three, four paragraph article on, oh, you know, like you, you know, just fishing in general for muskies and, uh, you know, how you get addicted to the sport and getting now, out there and beating yourself. Time, Dave? How What's old that? would you have been? How old would you have been at this time? I was 11 years old. Okay. I'm 36 now. So that would have been, yeah, if my math is right, 34 years ago or 24 years ago. So. 24, there you go. 24, yeah. Yeah, my math okay. isn't great. But uh, yeah, no, I, I read that article and kind of became obsessed with the muskies, which uh, you guys all know how that goes. And uh, I booked, uh, or my dad actually put me to work. He was, uh, he owned his own business and I'd go there and vacuum the floors and I'd organize stuff and I take garbages out and clean and he'd pay me and I raised enough money to uh, book a, you know, a day fishing with Howard Wagner. So we did that. And the first day we went out there, um, we did not boat a fish. Um, we did see we had a couple follows. And after about halfway through the day, I got a little bit lazy and I was sitting down and casting, which I'm sure drove, drove him nuts at the time. Um, and I had one actually try to eat like 10 feet from the boat, but 11 years, you know, I think I was 12 then. So 12 years old, trying to set the hook, sit down in a 14 foot aluminum boat just didn't happen, but he did so, offer. So if I could, if I could stop you there. So yep. you're out with Howard Wagner Yep. and you're 11 or 12 years old. Somewhere right? in there. Yeah. So that's, that's pretty young is, are you using Howard's gear? Like when you hire him or like, I don't know. Was he was he acting as a full time guide at the time? I don't know the history of, of Howard that well. I mean, I know he's got historic catches, but I didn't know. Was he actually a, a, a formal guide? The, the first trip I was using his gear. I remember that. And like I said, this was a while ago. So and I was young, but um, I was using his gear. I remember he was throwing like a black jerk bait the whole time. And I threw a bucktail the whole time. You know, it was like a black and red bucktail with copper or either copper or nickel blades or something like that and, um so that was the first time the second time by then um you know i had purchased a muskie rod probably my dad purchased it and it was a boo garcia reel it was like a seven footer or six six ten or something like that i don't remember the brand and that's what i used the second trip that i went out and we were actually fishing woodcock I don't know if that's uh spot burning 24 years later or not, but uh, that's where <laughs> it may or may not have gone accidentally right. drained a year or so well, ago. Well, they right, turned right. all the muskies into French Creek anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was where I got my first muskie. It was actually a 43 incher 
it was a pretty awesome fish took me forever to get it in but we got it in and i uh, caught it on a six inch perch believer oh that's awesome yeah yeah so Cast it, was, it. it was a good time you know yeah so that's kind of what got me hooked and from there i just i started doing the bank yanking and trying to get them from shore there's a couple dams that i fished a couple of rivers used to go up to hereford manor quite a bit chasing tigers um, and there was a river up there too that I used to fish a little bit. And every once in a while, I'd drag Donnie out for the elusive muskie that uh, was very difficult to get at the time. Uh, more so impossible would probably pretty be much <laughs> impossible. I think I got a broken finger one of those trips, but uh, I don't know if you remember that. Yeah. Oh, I do. But yeah, it was funny because we actually, so Dave and I didn't meet through fishing though. We met through, I, I skateboarded Ooh. and Dave was a fruit booter. Ah. Oh so yeah. We actually met uh, as skater friends at the moon skate park. If I recall, correct. I do. I, that is correct. You guys got in like a fight over who had like rights to the rail. Like the, the later, the <laughs> I, I, no, I don't actually remember like, I feel like it was mutual friends or whatever. I don't honestly, personally, maybe Dave does. I don't I actually Hawk remember was, how Hawk we were was kind of a middleman. Right. But it just so happened, like, we started skating together first, and then we both kind of realized that we uh, it, it liked fishing and, and hunting and that kind of stuff as well, and then we just became better better friends. And I had always fished the rivers, and we, we didn't live that far from each other. He was kind of doing the same things, going for muskies, which is something that I always, you know, was amazed by, but never really, I, I, you know, just still didn't really know that that was a thing at all. And I didn't even believe it. Honestly, when Dave was telling me that we could catch him, I didn't truly believe him, but I was going out with him, hoping anyway. All right. All right. I just didn't tell you how much work it was. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we he came out. So one day he we I we convinced my dad to take he and I out on the bay liner that we had on the river to try and catch a muskie. We had these we had his rod and I had a similar type of muskie rod. It was a Shimano Compre rod with a Corsair reel. And uh we were trolling them, no line counters, anything. I I don't even honestly remember what we were trolling. I think the believer and something the believer. else driving down the river with two rods out. And Dave snagged and then got his finger stuck in the uh, in between the reel and the, the love winding, oh. winder and almost <laughs> cut his finger off. <laughs> Dude, that is no joke. That that hurts really bad. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> yes, it does. That gear does not give. No. no, it doesn't. And you can't like strip line to get slack to like hit the yeah. button to release the freeze pull. Yeah, because it, it just, doesn't move. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't that fun? <laughs> <laughs> so you guys, so then how long did you guys fish for muskies when you were younger before Dave? Like what what was the time frame, you know, between all this fishing you guys were doing in the time you left PA to move to, to Minnesota, was it shortly, like shortly after that? 
I would say it was like three, three and a half, four years that we, uh, we kind of hung out. We did some fishing together before I ended up moving to Minnesota. Okay. I would say that the musky fishing, if you want to call it that, that we did together was probably towards the end of that. And it was like maybe a year or two. And, and you know, it's not like we were, it's not like a season like you would say a year now where we're going out every weekend trying well, to sun up to sundown. You know, probably maybe a dozen times altogether that we maybe took a swing at it over that time frame, but in different places. I remember uh, Dave's dad, he rented that pontoon and took us out on Lake Arthur the one time and we were just yep. driving around casting and stuff with what we had trying to catch a muskie of course didn't i don't think no. we ever actually even contacted a muskie in any of those trips no i don't think we did <laughs> we did but we tried <laughs> you know, we gave her hell what's sounds all about sounds a lot like our trips with donnie here <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hasn't changed much <laughs> what was it 24 years we said 24 years later something like that right 24 years yeah yeah well, look at Crazy. look at donnie now though you get him into musky fishing now he's just bumping all kinds of subs all the time <laughs> oh yeah he sends me pictures while i'm at work all the time <laughs> <They're He's my> <laughs> that that hurts that hurts when you're sitting in an office and you can't get out and you see all the pictures oh yeah <laughs> so yeah i got uh last week i got seven of them in four days buddy of mine that i fish with quite frequently around here and uh one was a 50 it kind of stung a little bit (laughs) was he fishing your spots uh we fished the same spots Uh, you know it's uh it's even tougher yeah well when they go they go you know i mean yeah they can't uh can't predict the bite it just happens well, boys, what what are we talking about tonight? Here, we're telling some stories, and why don't you tell us about your vacation? Yeah, nobody wants to hear about that. Yeah, let's I, hear I, about it. Let's, I let's do. Hear. I well, want to. I want to hear just the synopsis. I don't need like every dirty detail with you and okay. Kayla, but synopsis is the bluegill were missing, the pike are eating. Uh, nobody cares about the wall. Where you went? Oh, okay. <laughs> Well, we went to Deep Creek for a week, we do every year, a lake in Maryland, um, pretty big lake. I think it's like one of the biggest in Maryland. I've actually been there before. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. We had a family anniversary down there a few years back. Okay. It's really popular for stuff like that, like oh, yeah. idol parties, bachelor parties, stuff like that. But we went, we go for the week every year and I take the boat and the boat stays in the water docked all week at the house so I, and I get to fish for a week for just anything but musky it's like my break from musky to just like fun fish for any i mean bluegill paying fish walleye pike pickerel whatever we wake up and feel like doing so we every year like it's known for the big bluegill so we like to do that but this year that was like non-existent so i spent a lot of time messing around with the pike because they fascinated me my whole life like i grew up there as a kid struggling to catch them and in the past few years, like having my own boat, I feel like I'm finally getting a grip and I'm finally starting to catch some. So that's like where I've been putting my time in. And I had a great time, man. They're like busky, but they eat. 
So where did Tom, where did you stay roughly? We stayed in Swanton. Okay. I, so, I mean, I'm, I'm fairly familiar with, with that lake and we, yeah. you know, we spent a good bit of time down there and that's where we vacation too, you know, my family. So I have a, I, I have a decent grip, but at the same time, like I haven't spent tons and tons of time out on the lake, you know, more yeah. so casting from dock. So I, uh, I was just curious. Did you hit that? Uh, did you go out and in, into that bay at all and hit that one weed edge I, I told you about? I didn't make it over there because it was kind of far from where we were staying. And, you yeah. know, the slow isn't really meant to take four mile drives across the lake. Um, but yeah, we, we hit a lot of different spots and it rained like every day. We got luck so lucky last year. It didn't rain like one day. I think it rained every day this time, except the day we were leaving. But it was still good. Still had the rain gear, caught a lot of fish. It's a nice little refresher. I'm ready to go now, ready to catch muskie. So, Kayla, did you have a good time on vacation? She back there? She's shaking her head. I don't know if that means no or if she doesn't want to talk. She says, yes, she had a good time. <laughs> Perfect. That's what's important, well, right? We're glad to hear it. We're glad yes. to hear it. She liked it. She actually targeted or she caught her first fish that she was like targeting. So she found, she figured out where the rock bass, the Ryan Reed special with the rock bass, she figured out where they should live, casted to it and caught a rock bass like on her own. So I was like, that's pretty cool. That is very cool. Because usually, you know, it's just cast a bob or whatever eats it, eats it. And I'm like, she's like, well, there's rocks there. Rock bass should be there. I'm going to put my worm there and I'm going to catch a rock bass. I'm like, there you go. That's like the first step to fishing, you know? Red eye specials. So yep. what, what was the biggest pike you caught? 37 on 37. the very last day. That's a good pike. Still, still didn't get my 40, but it's way better than I've been doing. And it was a cool way how it ended. It was literally the last morning, like an hour before I was going back to pack my bags. It made my trip, kind of, I guess. It's that's funny awesome. that a pike made my trip, but it's... Oh, it's a pike. I mean, that's a pike lake, <laughs> bass lake. You know, that's not... Not that's a what... For anybody listening, there are no muskie in this lake, so... Yeah. Well, Next that's Wednesday. cool. Yep, good time. Have you been doing any muskie fishing, Tom? What's that? Have you done any muskie fishing? Not since I've been back. I was going to go today, but then I realized all the things that broke in my boat during the week vacation so i gotta fix that before going again so soon maybe this week i hope cool did you get a uh get a fix for your boat seat figured out yeah shout out to john knopf a local welder who i met through the fishing internets uh he's kind of my go-to guy when anything metal breaks now i'm like what would john do tonight John's lucky enough that he gets texts from me like twice a week when things break. <laughs> so he's my he's my man now. It's good uh, to have someone. It's good to have someone that knows how to weld. Because I got that's a guy for that. You always got to have a guy for that. I am not the guy for that. I got a guy that knows how to cook on a blackstone. I got <laughs> a guy. For that. I haven't texted him in a while. Donnie's dad, Don Senior. He's like the he's man. got. All, He's got all the uh, he's got all the good information when it comes to blackstoning. He was out there driving me and Dave around on a bayliner twenty years ago, watching, mm -hmm. helping us not catch muskies. That's the guy to go with. He keeps morale high. He, he does. does. Did he Fish have like good food with him all, at all times? I'm sure. 
I'm sure. <laughs> I don't remember what it was, but I, I guarantee you we had a well-packed cooler. Good oh, morale yeah. and good food. What other uh, what other adventures do we have here to talk about? Where did, what about uh, Nick? Have you been doing any fishing? I went out for three or four hours Sunday. Larissa and I went out. She was itching to go fishing. Everybody back home for her is uh, on like summer vacation. So she was getting, getting the itch to get out fishing. So we went out and just uh, took some shiners and took the musky rod and caught a pike, a bass, and a perch. The full Monty. That was a big, big pike. pike. Yeah, pretty decent one. Good. Nice little raptor. They can't resist the raptors. So that was on a raptor. That wasn't on a on a shiner. No. Yeah, on a raptor. And it was kind of like uh, dumb luck because we were about to pull the boat and somebody beat us to the boat ramp. And I think Donnie knows there's not uh, not a double laner there. <laughs> and if there was, the, uh, the secondary lane was blocked by like a bloated dead beaver, so... We definitely didn't want to get. Uh... Yeah. I know that lake <laughs> fairly well. I've been there once or twice. So it's like oh, I never really tried this last little section of weed edge right closest to the boat boat launch and hooked it. It was like the second cast there and hooked it. Well, that's what uh, happens. I'm not. I'm not going to give away the guy's name. I'm not going to burn him on here. But I'll tell you that uh, I sent that picture that you sent me to my friend who fishes that lake very regularly and his response was that's the big pike spot that's where my pb pike came from oh really <laughs> see that that whole edge is always good for me like all the way to that little corner it, it, i think his was 37 and a half but he yeah. said that's where i caught my biggest pike oh yeah it's weird though <laughs> like sometimes like they're on that side and then other times you go out there and there's no fish on that side of the lake and they're like all tucked out of the like back in the back corner, like right. I don't know. It's weird. That's a weird. Is it is? It's a, it's a very weird lake. Super so, weird. Is this one of those last like, Larissa? One more cast, like last cast scenarios. Pretty much. It was like, oh well, there's another boat at the launch, so we might as well cast a couple more times while we wait for them to load up. Plus, we got the uh, the opportunity for like a good qualified captain moment of. Uh, observing boat ramp shenanigans did like, you guys happen to see that video out there the guy did about the boat launch was that the one with the truck in the water no he's he's standing in front of the launch yelling about people at the launch no i didn't see that, oh, one. that, I didn't see that one i thought you were talking about the one on on the river with that somebody posted like last month there was a lady like washing her car in the boat ramp did you see that one <laughs> nah. they posted on like one of the pa fishing pages or something it was on the monongahela i think she like backed halfway into the ramp and was washing her car i was getting ready to back mine in down deep creek so and i'm getting I'm, i have the boat it, all the straps are off it's ready to dunk in the water i pull up and i go to back in and what is in the launch ramp but a grandma in a lawn chair <laughs> So they, I guess this family, they were renting the pontoon for the day and grandma got a little tired and they decided to park her ass. And where did they decide to park her? But right smack dab in the middle of the concrete of the launch ramp. I was like, am I actually seeing this in my rearview mirror? Like, I, I thought someone was kidding. Like, 
Yeah, I don't I don't have any fishing stories, but I do have a boat ramp story from last weekend. And that is that I, I had to, as you guys know, I've been fighting to get my boat on the water. So I I launched it last week and I kept my car and trailer at the boat launch in case I needed to pull the boat, in case there was another leak that needed to be pulled, whatever. So I'm out screwing around, I'm out fishing, and I see this gigantic Lake Erie boat pull in and start to back down into the boat launch. And obviously, Canadota is a 9-9 lake. Like, this was a an inboard, outboard, like, this This was a yeah. obviously not no. a Canadota lake uh, boat. <laughs> You're not in Kansas anymore, Dorothy. Right, and, and these guys are up there screwing around, and I can hear them. They're trying to start it. So I think they were just trying to get the tail end in the water to be able to, like, yeah. see if Test it would it. start. Yeah. But so I head over there, and because I had to go to my car to get some lures, and uh, and these guys, they they offer to hold my boat while I'm, I run up to my car. I come back, and they obviously noticed the – the my sticker on the boat that has a muskie on it because the guy starts talking like oh how many muskies you caught out there how many muskies you got i said i've just been out there kind of screwing around you know you know I'm, i haven't seen anything and he says well just make sure you kill them all if you get them and i always like, do That's i'm great. like come on man like what what like what year is this you know like i, I guess that really is kind of a a real I, I mean, it, it really is because I said to the guy, I was like, you do realize that muskies are, they do not regularly eat walleyes. Like they are just, that is just not a regular part of their diet. Yes, they do at times, but, and he, you know, and I, of course I had to try to plug the podcast, which they would never listen to, but I, I, I plugged the Camden Glade episode and I said, just listen to it. You know, I mean, it's, it gives a, it, it gives a really good breakdown of what muskies are really eating out there, as opposed to what people think they might be eating. And of course, these guys just kind of like, ha ha, you know, whatever, blah, 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 blah. But, you know, it was, it was a classic. I can't imagine how much money these guys have spent on walleye fishing, to be perfectly honest. Like the amount of this boat is a giant freaking boat. And I I don't know. It just doesn't make sense to me that you, you spend that much money and that much time fishing for walleye and you've never taken two minutes to like do a little Google search to see do muskies, you know, do muskies predate, are they predatory for walleye? Um, You know, there's enough studies out there that say that they, they really aren't that it, I, I don't know. It just kind of, Kind of Big explained to me that scary, no, nobody, Owen. yeah, well, that's the, it's the, it's the classic, you know, scare tactics, yeah. you know, like don't, don't look at the facts. Let's just look at what scares people the most. It's not a Pennsylvania thing either. I see that I've caught muskies in five States and I've, I've, I've seen that in each of the States that I've caught them in. Yeah, you know, I, feel I mean, it's a big here. thing out there in Minnesota, right? I oh, mean, yeah. they, yep. they actually try to legislate against muskies out there yep yeah we had some uh some some new lakes that were uh were being stocked or going to be stocked and i mean there was like lake lake associations fighting all that you know being stocked with muskies uh and you know they blame you know a lot of things up here too is you know we're starting to be introduced to like a lot of the invasive species you know we got zebra mussels and 
a lot of the lakes are starting to get spiny water fleas and there's some other stuff too a little bit of milfoil but uh you know like in my opinion like the walleyes where you were fishing them 15 years ago and 12 to 14 feet of water well the water's clear there's less less plankton and those walleyes are seeing more sunlight so they're starting to adjust the weed growth is a little bit deeper than it was you know 10 15 years ago so instead of a lot of these anglers adapting to where these fish are being located they're blaming the muskies all right i think i've plugged this book previously on the podcast but if if anyone really wants to look at kind of how a, an aquatic ecosystem gets affected by invasive species. You should really take a look at the book uh, about the, it's basically, it's, I believe it's called the death. The Life death, and death of the Life Great and Lakes. death of the Great Lakes, yeah. And it essentially goes through the history of the Great Lakes of how, how being introduced to the invasive species through the St. Lawrence Seaway and through the Erie Canal and all of these other waterways have allowed these invasive species to come in. But the part that there's an entire section on zebra mussels because of the unintended consequences. I don't know. I shouldn't say unintended. None of it's intended. I guess the, the unknown consequences, because people look at the, the water in lakes that have, have zebra mussels and it looks gorgeous. It looks beautiful. Like it is super clear. It is like, you know, it looks very clean, but that is not good for, you know, the, 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 the aquatic forage base and it completely changes the way fish relate to surface, the way fish relate to bait fish, the way bait fish spawn. I mean, it, it, it changes the entire ecosystem from the ground up. And it is insane, you know, to, to think like, Hey, something as simple as these little muscles can have that big of an effect, but to, to, to look at the effect it had on the entire great lake system is just mind boggling. So please, uh, you know, if you, if you have an interest in, in, in that type of stuff, do yourself a favor and take a look at that book. It's called the, the life and death of the great lakes. By Dan Egan. I will be checking that one out. That's a good one. I bet. Sounds like it. There's a lot of zebra mussels up on St. Clair, I feel like. Oh, yeah. Same with Erie. Speaking That's of a, mussels, this is, it's not a mussel, but what, what looks like a snail? It's your wiener, Tom. No, okay, I got it. That's how <laughs> I answered it. Nailed it. <laughs> no, what, what, okay, so all around Deep Creek, we were seeing them along the shore. It looks, it's like an underwater snail, it looks like. It's about, the, you could fit it in your palm. It has a snail or like a hermit crab kind of shell, not like a clam shell. But yeah. they were they were by the hundreds. All of, oh what, yeah, what, they're big clumps right. up here. What are they? What what is that called? There's mystery snails, Chinese mystery snails. Like the, what they're, they're like an underwater snail. That's exactly what yeah. they are. Oh, yeah. I didn't know but if they were like a kind of mussel or they're like uh, an invasive species. Most okay. of the lakes here have them. Yeah, well, these mofos well, at least are I think in that, Creek because yeah. there's enough down there to like have a seafood boil for all of Maryland. Yeah. Now, is that the same like when you see like snails and like, uh, let's just say like the ocean, like on the Gulf side? Do you ever like pull a giant snail out of the ocean? Mm. Never have. I mean, I think it all depends. I mean, the 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 rivers around here, the Allegheny and Monongahela in Ohio, I guess there are now signs of certain mussels 
and you know aquatic species that are now coming back that were native but because of all the to the toxins and the pollution we have never had so the, so now the signs of those types of uh you know species are signs not of of invasive species they're saying they're, these are these original species coming quality. back yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's the water quality improving so i think seeing something like that underwater you know just a general person would be like oh maybe that's invasive i mean i think there is a lot of you know, natural species that we that we want want to be. Is that what it was, Tom? Looks just like them, yeah. Yeah. And they were. It was like something out of like a horror movie. Like you would go down, and they would move too. You would go down in the morning. There would be hundreds of them all over the rocks. You would cut. You would bring the boat back around lunch. They'd be gone. I think they originally were like introduced as a aquaculture, whatever oh, okay. kind of thing. Uh, like people do eat them, but. Yeah, I've, can't I've never them. noticed them anywhere. I pulled some big ones out of the Gulf last couple of years. I was down yeah. there and they tell you, I'm like, oh, I'm going to take the shell, right? Well, it's got this thing inside and then I take it up to the house and they dry out and they die and you get the shell. Well, then you go down and realize that there's signs all over the freaking place that tells you not to do that. They're like, you should not <laughs> You're kill a those poacher. Yeah, so I stopped doing it, but... Enough. I mean, they're, I'm talking like bigger than your hand, yeah. you know, like bigger than your hand. Like it's, it's interesting. You're getting the seashells with the, with the sea still in them. Yeah. Well, Speaking just, of pulling out big ones, Ryan, you've been pulling out a lot of big ones here lately. On and off the water, baby. <laughs> on and off the water. Uh, no, I, I haven't, I haven't done anything. I mean, honestly, I've, been able to fish with guys that you know just know what they're doing on bodies of water i've just been fortunate enough but i will say the last uh we'll say the last two weekends man i've learned a lot I learned a lot i had a good opportunity to fish with todd leah party and uh chris shrek and gost up on st Clair. man that's a that's the second time i was at st Clair. first time i actually got to fish the main lake uh, when Dan and I were up there, we fished uh, Anchor Bay a lot. We we stayed within Anchor Bay, and that was quite honestly like we were there a couple weeks after the opener. We were in just the wrong end of the lake. Like everybody's fishing, you know, into Canada down by the Thames and some of those other rivers. But I think you know this this trip was kind of. I would say enlightening for me because I've, I learned a lot about like the mass system, like how Leo does it. But I mean, everybody does that a little bit differently. You know, you are kinda... you permitted, are you permitted to kind of tell us a little bit about the mass system? Yeah. So I, well, you guys know I had my cameras and I've got tons of footage from that trip. And in that footage, Leo actually did a full demonstration for me on how he sets his up and everything that's involved with that uh the one thing i'll say you know todd i mean he's a fisherman he's a bait maker but you know when you fish with him he wants you to learn he wants to teach you he's very open to questions and you know he's very open to doing video on what he's doing to catch these fish like out on saint Clair. i mean he's not he doesn't shy away from that you know i try not to pry obviously i'm not gonna I'm not going to try to take your go over, maybe take too much advantage of that, if that's fair. But at the same time, like he did that, he did the full demonstration. So 
I'm allowed to talk about it. Like I can tell you guys pretty much anything if you want to ask questions about it, but he makes his own boards. You know, he makes pretty much everything. So he has, I can't tell you how big the mast is, but you know, standard, like up front and up front of his Ranger, he has these giant boards that he's made. He ties those out, sends those boards out and he's got everything marked off. Like he knows exactly how far those boards are from the boat. And how does he get the boards in and out? Does he have like an electric winch or does he have nah, a man winch? No, nah, he throws them over the he side. He has a Ryan. No, he, oh, literally, yeah. he literally he literally <laughs> ties he he loosened he loosened the rope on on the mast and then he hooks that thing up and I was looking at it and it's wild, dude. I mean you guys know like Leo, he's really good with like woodworking and just like rigging stuff up. It almost looked like like pick like maybe the heaviest casting swivel you would have. Okay. Like I'm talking casting just baits. And that connected to like a rope into a screw eye. And he basically swiveled the boards on with like a clip like that. So then he, he, you know, you have enough line there, essentially rope. He just takes those big boards and he chucks them over and just lets them out. And then what he does is when you're putting those boards out back, he has dog leashes on both sides that he connects and the dog leashes have the releases on them. So you know, you can use that to pull that line in when you're sending your baits out and then you hit the button to release it so that the lines go back up, you know, far away, further away from the boat, if that makes sense. Like if you, if you guys have ever run that before, like I've only done that up on Erie and, you know, for walleyes and stuff, but I never really, I was always with a guide. So conceptually, like didn't really understand that until this trip. So it was kind of interesting. Like he just chucks those boards over the side, sends them back you have your leashes to pull that rope in and out so that the rope's closer to the boat, you know, to hang your, your gum bands, your shower curtains and everything like that. You, you basically send your baits out, you tie that gum band off wherever you're running your baits, hook that thing to a shower curtain, send it down the board line all the way down to the board. And then, you know, that's your furthest out rod. And then you do an inside rod. So Todd's running a lot of board rods, you know, like, they're kind of shying. He's more or less shying away from boat rods up there. And it seems like it's kind of weird because most of the hits that we had were on, on what I would consider, what you would consider the board rod. So it makes sense, you know, that he would do it that way, but it was just fun. It was fun fishing that way. I've never done that for muskies. You know, it was, it was kind of cool that with him, you're using all his baits, you know, Leo's, Shayla's, Mojo's. We didn't put a mag out the whole time we were there, and uh, most of the fish came on Shayla's. So it was pretty. Uh, it was a fun trip, you know. It was, you, it was, you didn't. You didn't put a mag out the entire time. Nope. No pea fishes, Shayla's, and Mojos. And I'll tell you what, dude, they produce. The Shayla's produce on that lake like unbelievably. Here's a newbie question where I'll show my trolling stupid. What's the benefit of using like those big monster boards opposed to just running like ten mag boards? Well, you got to think about the, the system and heavy wind. You know, we had probably anywhere from two to four footers almost the whole trip. So when you're talking wind and waves, like sometimes those inline boards don't do well. They'll just dive. and Yeah, and it's just, it, it's probably depends on the day. Like if it was flat, you could get away with that. But where we fished and, and what we fished 
you know, those like three footers consistent, there's no way my inlines would have held up. Like there's just no way they would have dove. Like they would just I mean, even the day we were out, they were diving. We were out on Arthur that day. And it Plus you have to take into consideration like mass amounts of floating weeds. Like that was to me, like this trip was you basically you're battling wind the whole time you're battling floaters and you're out there just getting your butt kicked, taking water over the front of the Ranger. Like it was, it was tough fishing, man. It was like really, and if you're not, you guys know how I am. You guys can attest to how I am on a boat. Like ask Donnie, Tom, you've seen it too. Like I get, when I'm out there, like my knees are weak. I don't know what it is. I can't keep you my balance. <laughs> and you I don't, just, you don't like me. I mean, do you not like being on a boat? No, I love it, but I'm just, I got, I got, I got lady legs, I got guess. I don't know. What do you mean when he gets on the boat? No, I, no, no sea legs. No, no sea, sea legs. legs. I have terrible sea legs. And he'll just be standing there casting and just fall over. <laughs> Dude, really? It happens <laughs> all the time. <laughs> Not even in waves. Just it happens over. all the time. Like I fell locked in one place. He just falls over. You freak. Donnie threw me off the front of his boat down onto whatever that was. I don't even remember what that was. I landed on a cooler or boxes or something. I don't even know. So it was tough, but you know, we did. I would think I would think those big boards would be way quicker to get in than you know. I mean, having to fight a, a inline board into the boat and then release it with the fish well, on. That's just it. I mean, you don't once the boards are out there for the day, you don't reel boards in right. at all. So. That's the other reason, Tom, is like inlines, if you had to clean that, you'd be reeling that stuff in all so day. Well, when you hook a fish, it's like a downrigger type deal where like the line releases yep. off the board. Yep. Yeah. So, so it's just a straight line then. Fish eats, band breaks, uh, fight the fish away, at the back of the boat. she goes. I gotcha. Yeah. So and in my head, I'm picturing every time a fish hits, you got to lug in this massive hunter power. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I, yeah. I'm having a hard time really. Uh, you know, visualizing this. I've never even been on a boat with someone running them before. Yeah. I'll be looking forward yeah, to the that's, yeah, that's fishing the PA with Ryan with Reed the, videos. With the big ones, like the inlines are just that, with it, with it being connected to the line itself, you know, the regular planer board, you have to reel it in every time, whereas those those mm -hmm. big boards on the mass system, the line breaks away from the mass, gotcha. the and board the once the fish it. hits, and uh, then you throw it in. The board stays out. Because and you keep moving the whole time, connected yeah. to the mass, not yeah, the line. As you catch fish or as you break bands, because that happens too, like with those waves and stuff, the shower curtain clips just ride right to the bottom and they all stack up on the board. So whenever you bring the board in at the end of the night, you pull all your shower clips, throw them in your bucket or whatever, and you're, you know, you're essentially get that stuff in and you're good. Nifty. Now, I just saw Leo on Saturday fishing a lake here and he was running his mass system. So I know that he like generally like prefers that. And I, I'd be honest with you guys, if I wasn't so worried, like if I had a boat, let's say I owned a boat and I knew that I could get away with that. I would do that 95% of the time. That's how much <laughs> I really liked it. It's just hard in our area. I think you need, you need to be like at like nine rods or more to make it worth, you know I mean? Like, I don't know. I think it's easier to run four boat rods and two inlines than, I don't know. 
It is, but you get a day like we had on Friday this past week. We couldn't get a fish to eat a boat rod. Oh, it was all boards. It was all then, boards. So definitely, you know, it's. I mean, that's you guys know that stuff changes daily. Yeah. But just the way it fished, like in for me, it was like fun because I got to work rods the whole time. You know, Todd and Chris bounced. They were bouncing, driving. Me driving that boat on on, on out on that lake in those waves like that was not an option i tried it was not good because the other thing you have to pay attention to is your board lines because if you go too heavy left or right they slack up and if they slack a bunch of stuff can go wrong so you got to keep pressure on those board lines like driving in a straight line you know for the most part because if you go if you dip one side or the other you get that slack and it's just so you can't so you can't make like s curves not tight ones. Not tight ones. You, you can, but you ha- you have to big, keep big pressure. Mm-hmm. You have to keep pressure on those boards. So it's a just a complete different way to fish. I mean, that trip was awesome. We ended up like Todd was. He just kept beating himself up. We never did find bait. Like in three days on the water, there we'll say two and a half days on the water, we never found consistent bait. And on that lake, you can drive a very long time, <laughs> very long time, like. I mean, we covered, I don't even know. Like, I feel like we covered hundreds and hundreds of miles, like just trolling and there was just like nothing. I mean, it was just, there was nothing. We, we found a little bit of consistent bait on the third day and then it was just gone. It was like, it was there. Do you know, do you know what the bait was that you were looking for? That too was gizzard shad. I'm guessing it was shad. I, I, I honestly, dude, I didn't even ask. I mean, we were just looking, we were looking for bait and he just kept saying bait. And I didn't really, I didn't really ask him what type of bait was out there, but I will say that we found a ton like walleye schools. You can see like on the graph, you can see those walleye schools. And like, I can tell you every time we hit one, I looked up at the screen and then a rod would go off. We'd have a walleye on. So it was just one of those things where, I mean, there's probably a specific type of bait he was looking for, and it just I bet you they have find it. I bet you it's almost all the same as like Geary, like Emerald Shiners and Shad and Cisco's, whatever. Yeah, but that honestly, like, if you guys haven't fished out there, you need to you need to find a way. Like, we need to get out there, and it's just such a beautiful lake, like. Fishing it the second time, I had more appreciation for that watercolor. Like, Donnie, you can attest to this. Like, I swear to you guys, there was times we're driving and, like, the left side of the boat is just completely, like, blue. Like, crystal clear blue Caribbean water. And then the right side of the boat, the opposite side of the boat, just, like, pea green. Like, it's crazy. <laughs> now, was yeah. the was the pea green the, where the fish were, or...? I mean, we, consistent. it wasn't consistent at all. And, and I know like we've talked about this a bunch of times and like Todd just feels like we just didn't fish the right areas. You know, it's different every year. Like, this fish are moving around and stuff. We just didn't really, and we got seven good fish, like four of those fish were over 40 inches. So to me, that's a good trip. You know, if you're mm-hmm. going out there, you've been out there in a while, like seven fish is an amazing trip, but you know, He's also had trips out there that I can't but even like. That's fathom. what I was gonna say. But is it amazing on St. Clair? Like I, I and I, I don't say that I say that more or less to play the devil's advocate in the sense that if I'm I don't know, 
like the idea of a, an all trolling trip on St. Clair, I would be thinking the way guys talk about putting fish in the boat out there, I'd be thinking, you know, is, is seven fish. I don't know. Is it? That's where I feel like it's a perspective thing for Ryan. It's great for Todd. Who knows how great it could be. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And like the bang and bottom guys are out there right now and they're, they're crushing it. You know, there's seven, eight, nine fish a day. You know, we had different weather. They got blown off the water today. They couldn't even fish. So yeah, it's all relative. I mean, it's all relative, but I, uh, I will, I will say I learned a lot. I got to, you know, I got to hold a muskie that was 43 inches, you know, got a couple little ones, little by, you know, standards there, but 38, 37, 38 inch muskies to me is a good fish, but yeah, I mean, it was, it's awesome seeing those, that silver, those open water, dude, there is nothing like those spotted fish at St. Clair. It is unbelievable. Like you see pictures, dude, all the time. I see pictures of these fish and I'm just like, I want to just see one in person. Like I want to hold one. Well, you get a chance to hold one of those fish. Like, even though like you can't really tell in the footage, like I took an extra 30 seconds to look at those fish. Like it was unbelievable how pretty those fish are. You almost lost a Paul too. A paw, Bobby bear paws. Oh, no, that was, that wasn't on that trip, but <laughs> the, uh, the thing I, that always ju- that jumped out of me, the like first time I ever caught a spotted fish was the like patterning on the back, like in the water that like almost reminds me more of a pike, like just a crazy contrast kind of mm. look to them, but it's so yeah. pretty. Yeah. They're, they're pretty, man. I want to go back really bad. You We're know? going. Yeah, I got. I was telling you guys before we started. I got the old hotspot map, putting a game plan together, but uh, it's different. Every year is going to be different. I feel like. Uh, Yeah, that's the thing. I think it's just repetition, building the knowledge base is the biggest thing. Yeah, yeah. This makes perfect. And then this past weekend, I had an absolute banger with bang and bottom it was unfreaking believable i'll never have another experience like that ever again in my life 23 minute window we boated three muskies over 40 inches including my new personal best at honestly 45 we're calling it 45 and a half that fish was 45 and three quarter and we didn't pinch the tail i was trying to be real like precise on it so we're, we're gonna say 45 and a half on that fish but it was unbelievable. 41, 45 and a half, and then like a 44 and three quarter, basically. There's All some of, people that would just round that up to 50, call it a 50 yeah. inch glass mm-hmm. fish, you know? And it was literally from the first rod going off to the point we released the third fish, it was 23 minutes. It's crazy to me. Thanks for some fun. And the second one was, was the 45 and a half. That fish ate as we were pulling. We had literally just released the first fish. Jesse was putting the bait back and thumbing it. We didn't even pull out at full speed yet, and that fish grabbed that bait. Like to the point where literally he Doug released it, turned, sat down, and Jesse said, Fish, fish, fish. And I turned around and he's fighting this fish. I'm like, You gotta be freaking kidding me. <laughs> 
that's yeah, one of those days where you're just eating their on. Yeah, it was crazy. We we ended up getting twelve fish in two days, so we lost one at the boat, but it was an upper thirties fish. So it was good, man. It was a really good trip with them. I feel I feel very thankful for the last two weekends. You know, fish St. Clair, get up there with them, fish Pima tuning and and put some fish in the bag. It was uh I don't know, something I won't forget. So and I heard about heard about a little karaoke action that, um, that uh-huh. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say it you know too loudly, but we we haven't seen the video. I hear there's one out there. There's a I've seen a, it. A, a par- Did you see it? Oh, I seen it. Who should? Sure <laughs> oh, you're that's right. You fish with. Is that gonna be? Is that gonna be in the next? Yeah. Fish and PA with Ryan Reed. I, uh, it's gonna it's make gonna an be appearance. on the next Slink Outdoors for sure. I uh, I just want to point out to you that I lost a bet. Okay, never, never, ever, ever make a bet with Joel Morrow. Okay, just don't do it. You're gonna lose every hey, single time. That's my president. You're talking. That's. About. I mean, he's my president too. But I'm just saying, like. His thing is like Joel. I hope you didn't try to out drink him. No, 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 no. No, Joel <laughs> told me. Dumb. I said, I said, Joel said, you're going to sing karaoke with us tonight. And I said, not unless you catch me, my new personal best muskie. Well, less than two hours on the water, we had it. And I was stuck singing karaoke. Now, what I had told those guys was, I will sing. Amish Paradise by Weird Al Yankovic. <laughs> At the funhouse, if I get to hold a personal best fish, and I did. There you and, go. And I did. And I just want to point out that yeah, I, I appreciate sang, that. You're a man of your word. And I sang that song completely sober because I can't drink with my sugar anywhere near what those guys can you know maybe a beer here beer there oh, yeah. i sang that song completely sober and i was embarrassed and the leah parties were there Lori and joey <laughs> and everybody else in the bang and bottom crew and i'm out there on the back porch singing weird out at like midnight and it was just a very awkward moment of my life I, I gotta ask how we landed on Amish Paradise of all the songs. Yeah, that's a strange uh, dude. I just we were talking about like so Joel's thing is he's been saying like this is the weird the, this is the year of the weirdo, right? Like you got like Megan Fox dating that one dude, and you got all this other. There's just a lot of like weird people going on, and so I just said, well, let's just stay with that theme. I'll just pick the weirdest song I can find, and sure enough, there it was. It's the first thing that popped into my mind, so. Getting weird. Yeah. Well, I'm glad uh, to hear you're a man of your word. That way you're going to hold up to that when we do our little hunks weekend wager about the losers get the yeah. tattoo. Yeah, Winner man. picks a tattoo for the losing team on hunks weekend. Hey, Dave. Why I'm, I'm why? not in for that. Nope. Yeah, me I'm, neither. I, 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 I'm <laughs> not doing it. You and No, it's the whole idea of competition. This whole idea, the whole constant the constant competition the constant competition if i lose i'll get a fish and pa with ryan reed logo on my ass Big nobody deal. needs to do anything stupid because you know what we're adults yep. yeah well, <laughs> someone's gonna be an adult with a fishing pa with ryan reed logo on their ass if they don't catch enough fish that weekend hey dave i want to is this a good time to tell i want to hear that story that your son your son's story about that recent fish <laughs> this would be a good time So we have another special guest. Go ahead and introduce yourself. What's your name? 
Is it Jonathan? Is it Dominic? Hmm? Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you tell them about that. He's got so a little stage fright. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, uh, he's I understand that. There's no, there's no need to be worried, man. No, it, no. We're all buddies here, and you yep. can tell your story, and we want to hear about muskies. That's that's all we care about. We heard you about muskies. A, we heard you caught a bigger fish than Nick catches. Yeah, Ooh. we want to hear it, Dom. Is that true? How big? How big was the fish you caught? How big? Thirty-six. Yep. Thirty-six. Ooh. Yep. Oh nice. man, how many feet is that? <laughs> a little louder. <laughs> He's like, Very damn! Funny. I didn't know there was going to be a test. I thought we were. Right, he's got. He got here. himself a three footer over there. Oh, That's yeah. right. What'd you catch it on? Is that a Leo or a Mojo? A Leo, a Leo, yeah, Leo. That's a Leo Mojo. Okay, that's the one he caught yeah. it on. Were you casting it or trolling it, Dom? Were you casting it? Trolling. You were trolling. How many like feet it. back? How much line out? Yeah. How many miles How far are you going? You're, you're going to like this one, <laughs> Donnie, because I never fished this way ever until Donnie came up here and kind of showed me the ropes of uh, short line trolling. Can I say that? Yeah, short yeah, line yeah. trolling. Um, so that fish actually hit, I'm guessing the fish was in about six feet of water inside weed line. And, I love uh, it. I had like six feet of line back behind the board. <laughs> like you could see the bait, you know, it was like a foot down, maybe yep. a foot and a half. But uh, yeah, that thing yanked it. And uh, Dominic grabbed the rod. And then what happened, bud? Did it start jumping <laughs> like a maniac? Yeah, did, did, did it jump? Did it just jump right in the boat or what happened? I was... Did I had my head down, and then I hear a line. I'm like, which one rod is that? I'm looking at the rod next to me. And I, I felt real with it. Did it come right in, or was it heavy? It was pretty heavy, wasn't it? Okay, so, <laughs> so how, how, did Dad, how did Dad do with the net? That, that, well, hopefully better than he does when I'm there. I didn't actually <laughs> net it. My uh, my other son, who I don't know where he's at right now, but uh, he netted the fish for Dominic. It was pretty okay. cool. I actually, that's cool. I actually took a picture of it. You know, I'm like, I hope this goes okay. I hope we don't lose the fish. You know, like we finally get a bite. You know, we'd been trolling for about three hours, and that was the first rip. And I'm like, all right, Levi, you know what to do. This isn't your first fish you netted, so uh, he got it in the bag, and then what? What did we do after that? We unhooked it and then we grabbed it with the. We put it right on the bump board. And we took a hero shot, right? <laughs> yeah. Because he was the hero that day. He's yeah. the only one that. We like to call that the old grip and grin. Oh, okay, yeah. now did you have your shirt on or off when you took this? <laughs> <laughs> I don't take my shirts off. Well, we'll yeah. have Good. On. In his defense, he has to wear a life jacket, so that's uh, good. Okay. Shirt. Life jackets are, are a little rough on you without a shirt on. Oh yeah, this is Donnie. <laughs> <laughs> but how many how many musties have you caught now? Two. Two. Nice. Oh, nice. Okay. Was was this one this year? Was it bigger or smaller than last? It was bigger. I, I was going to ask if this was your first one or not. So this no. was 
What, what, what did you get your first one on? What'd you get your first one on? It wasn't a mustard, I think. What was it? What were we doing? <laughs> I, Dad was just cast. We were at, we were crappie fishing. And we're oh, fishing. yeah. And then the a muskie decided to like bite the bait, so we just started cranking. Do you remember cranking. that? That was fun, wasn't it? I love when they decide to bite the bait. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't happen nearly enough. Yeah, we caught That's that. Awesome. We caught that right up, right up against the reeds. Uh, yep, yep, that lake. It was. Uh, it was about. It was a. I think it was a thirty-three inch. And I uh, just saw it randomly swimming by, so we cast it at it. And I'm like, all right, you ready? It's coming over to your minnow. And then what happened? Just boom, smoked it, huh? I thought the rod was going to break. <laughs> <laughs> I did, too. <laughs> I don't think that drag could have got any looser at that point. Were Do you we scared or excited? Like was it scary? No? Not scary. Good. <laughs> Well, you'll have to send us your picture of your yeah. fish. Absolutely. I think people are going to want to see that fish. Yeah, we're going to have to get that on the flyer for sure. That's awesome. So he's at two muskies, uh, and we're working on his third this year. So, What about you, Dave? I know you took a oh, – I'm sorry. What was that, Dominic? I'm the only one who has caught a muskie this year. Oh, wow. Ooh. There you go. That's a flex Leading right the there, pack. folks. Wow. There goes the competition now, I, again. I've caught a couple, yeah. too, now. Yeah. <laughs> You've caught more than your brother. Belt, Listen dog. to Dad. He's going to delay the, he delay the smack down. I caught a couple, too, you know. Easy there, little fella. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Levi, Levi hasn't caught one yet, but he's going to. We're going to. I actually really haven't started fishing yet. Um, unfortunately, I've been out in Minnesota. I think I've been out three times now. Yeah. I did. I did take a uh, a trip out to the Dakotas, kind of chasing some rumors. Um, and then ended up panning out for us. So it was like we 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 it was a four day trip. We got the fish. Uh, not quite three days. We got blown off two of the days. So early day. The second day and then the third day we only fished a half day but we we we're mainly going out there for tiger muskies that was our intention um i've caught a few tigers we get them up here naturally um not a lot of them but we get them here and there um my biggest before this trip was a 38 incher which was beautiful fish i mean any any tiger muskie is an awesome muskie and I, I I love them up here. Whenever I've seen them, I've I've hooked a couple nice ones. I've seen some big ones, but I so 38. I was stuck on 38 for a while, and we heard some rumors. Went west about I don't know maybe seven eight hours, and we uh, spent a little bit bit of time looking at a lake map. Came up with a game plan, and it worked. We ended up boating uh, eight muskies, and what I call a little under three days on a new body of water and four of the eight were tigers um the two biggest was 39 and a half and a 39 and a quarter so i'm guessing that was the same year class they had stock there um 
it was a pretty fun trip. It was, it was neat. So that experience. was your first time there, you said? First time, never never what? heard of until last winter, you know, and just doing research and kind of following threads and stuff like that, Facebook stuff. And it was like, hey, let's give it a whirl, you know? My yeah, gas is, is four and a half bucks a gallon. Why not? You know? What? <laughs> Why don't you take us through a little bit? We'll flip the script here on Dave from Minnesota. He, we can interview him. So take us through how do you break down the new, what was your steps going into a new lake? Like you said, you did a little research going into it. And... Yeah, we did a little bit of research. I mean, we pretty much had like a, like a body of water. That's what we started with. Mm-hmm. So I ended up, I, I got a lake map. And then between looking at the lake map and looking at my navionics, kind of just going through, you know, the first thing I like to do is kind of see um, what the structure is. Like, what kind of structure are we dealing with? You know, that's that's kind of where I start. And then then you have to kind of, you know, like, you know, the Dakotas and Minnesota. I don't know what it's like in Pennsylvania, but we have like Minnesota Lake Finder here. And you can like type in a specific lake and it'll come up you can go to like surveys lake map all this other stuff fish studies stocking reports um you know test nets that kind of stuff and it's just it's a really it's a really good tool to use whenever you're going to a body of water that you've never fished before Mm -hmm. so we kind of figured out what the forage base might be because i mean the lake got it was a 75 foot deep lake you know and its deepest spots it had arms and fingers that you know topped out at 35 and i don't know if it's weed or rock we'll figure that out when we get there so our game plan was all right you know we kind of know what the forage base is we 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 got some spots that you know you know you're looking at pumps and saddles you know when we get there is the water cold this year you know we had a late spring so the the water temps were a little behind what they normally are. And uh, we kind of took like the early spring approach on that. Um, So we got on the day one, you know, we got out there and um, the the water temperature was, I think it was like 60, you know, 59 or 60 when we got there and we're like, let's troll. How else do you learn the lake better than trolling? I mean, we're not a big, I'm not a big troller. My buddy's not a big troller. Just, you know, Minnesota, we can fish one line if it's trolling or casting. So, you know, we kind of just, and if you're driving around exploring, you might as well kill two birds with one stone. Exactly. You know, you can mark weeds. So we just started waypoints, 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 go to this hump, waypoints, waypoints, go to this bay, waypoints, you know, occasionally boom, rod goes off. That first day was actually probably one of the best days I've had trolling ever i mean it is you know we boated three muskies um two tigers one pure we ended up catching like 11 walleyes and you know those are bonus fish you know and then we ended up catching probably close to 20 pike and the biggest pike was probably like maybe 32 33 nothing huge but enough every time that rod goes off it's exciting and then I, I caught a white bass, you know, it was probably like a three pound white bass. We don't have those where I live in Minnesota. So that was just another bonus fish that uh, actually caught that on a Leo. It involved 10 feet of water, eight feet of water. It was cool. 
Did you get any muskies on Leo's? Yeah, we. So I I have a Leo now. This is my year one of running it, and I've caught two of my two of the two of the ten fish this year have been on Leo's. Nice. nice. So, Regular mojo. Uh, it's the mojo. I don't know what it is. Yeah, um, you told me to buy it, so I bought it. <laughs> and then I gave it, I gave it a custom paint. I was going to say, looks like, like Lakewood Lakewood blacked out. Well, I, I like perch. I don't know why, but I like perch stripes. So <laughs> they don't like have it. them, you know, I get okay, bored. I, I put them on there. Is uh is North Dakota one rod a person too, or That's is it two uh, rods? Two rods. Two rods. Okay. So four for two guys, nice. which is awesome. Yeah. You know? Right. Lets you cover way more uh real estate when you're hey, hey Dave, well, and you're and you're trolling spread. How many uh how many ripping we're gonna say ripping shads do you have in your trolling spread? I just want to compare that to the Leo. Are we talking what ripping shads or stupid shads? No, <laughs> the, stupid the, the bn the bnn ripping shads wrong you ever tried this? See, no, this no, goes no, to my I point haven't. earlier donnie here's a point for me you can tell them everything you're doing they'll still get it wrong wrong well, right. <laughs> <laughs> no, st stupid shads like those are the super shad wraps that's what i call yeah. those okay so i don't Tell have the, that's an inside thing we, we were talking about this earlier today and tom was i've I keep telling Tom about this Leo bite and all these all these Leo fish, and Tom's been banging them on BNNs, and he's just well, he's. He, I think they all work. He's been building his database of of information. Tom, Tom caught four fish trolling in his life, and now he's a trolling expert. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Book on Amazon. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you there. So, what else so, were you running in your spread? So we were running. I had the mojo out. I ran that the whole time and it got eight. It didn't, it got eight by muskies. It got eight by, I think I got a 26 inch walleye on that. I think that was the biggest walleye. It, it was a nice walleye. And then I don't know how many pike small mouth. We got small mouth on it. I mean, it was just, they were, they were eating it. So we had that out. We had uh depth raiders. Um, this one got chewed on quite a bit. It's kind of like a Cisco color. It's got black, yeah, gray, orange belly. That guy's a big destroyed. Joe Booker guy. Well, I like I like my death graders. I mean, I don't troll much, but I seem to get bit on them. But I also like my uh, my headlocks, and I, mean, I like all that stuff too. I guess if it gets chewed on, I'm a fan of it. <laughs> I agree with you on that one. You know, I try to I try to switch it up. You know, different times of the year where you know some baits troll better shallow, some troll better deep. You know, we got pretty deep lakes up here. The structure can be pretty intimidating. Ask Donnie; he's trolled up here. He's ran my boat before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does beach it. There you go from. Oh yeah, I don't think I beached it. Did I? No, you didn't beach it, but we <laughs> went from four to eighty. Come close once or twice. That's why I had to ask. Yeah. Yeah. What kind of boat do you run? I have a uh I've got a skeeter. It's a uh the 1880, WX 1880. Okay. Uh, got a 150 Yamaha on it. 
I don't have a kicker for it. I do want to get a kicker for it because I'm stuck. I'm, I'm admitting it. I'm starting to like the trolling thing a little bit. Seems to be, you know, uh, Donnie seems to have that effect on people. You know, yeah. he, he gets around them and all of a sudden they, they start getting the trolling bug. Well, uh, yeah, it, I'm infectious that way. It's starting <laughs> to happen a little bit. I've told more in the last two years than I have in the last 20 years. Put it that way. I've also <laughs> noticed as the conversation's going on. Dave's getting a, just a little bit more Western Pennsylvania back in that accent. Oh, just, a, yeah. just a little bit. Oh. Just a twinge. The, by the next Yinzers time we have him on, he's going to was... be giving the Hey Yins guys intro uh, here yeah. before you know it. Now, here's a question for you, Dave. Are, is it, are they gum bands in Minnesota or is it rubber bands? Rubber bands. Okay. Oh. That's one that even... Oh. What are even, they there? For me, it's rubber bands. And rubber I judge, bands. I judge everybody harshly when they say gum, gum bands. bands. Should, gum ask, bands. You should ask my kid Dominic here. He uh he was born in Minnesota. Okay. He might know. Is it rubber bands or gum bands? All right, Dave. My girlfriend has. She wants me to ask you this. I've never heard of it. Do you know what a bubbler is? Is that a Midwest thing? I have never heard of a bubbler. Yes. It's uh, supposedly it's what they call water fountains, and I've never heard of it. So, if anybody in the middle, oh yes, I do, I do, you can I can... do, I know oh, yeah? what that is. So, um, this isn't totally uh, made up. Has nothing to do with muskies, but uh, bubblers. You know what? That's something they do. They install it in these like man-made ponds to keep the ice from freezing the whole oh, okay. entire lake. It's kind of like a like a little sometimes you'll see like fountains that shoot up a few feet and some are just bubblers that kind of well i think what she's saying is like in the sense of a water fountain like a drinking fountain they i guess people call them bubblers in the midwest or wisconsin or minnesota or something yeah i'm drawing blanks on that one she's talking like (laughs) like maybe like midwest europe kayla (laughs) if anybody out there can confirm this here's a real test Here's I'd like a real to know. Test. Here's a real test right here, Dave. Is it soda or is it pop? That's that was uh, that's yeah. exactly what yeah. I was gonna say. Soda or pop? I, Dominic says oh. both. I say pop. <laughs> there there you go. go. All right. There yes. it is. There but it is. I do oh, hear, man. I hear soda 80% of the time here. Soda. Soda. <laughs> soda, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Oh, sure. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I could listen to Owen talk like Minnesota and like oh, all yeah. night. Yeah, this is just getting good now. <laughs> oh, yeah. We thought I Dave was going to get a Pennsylvania I... accent and hear Owen's picking up get... a Minnesota I... accent. I... It, no, it, this goes, it goes, back to, it goes back to my, my dad taking me to northern Minnesota for these canoe trips. Yeah, and I'm telling like, you, and it is such a distinctive. It is such a distinctive thing. It is such a distinctive, uh, you know, accent. When I watched the movie Fargo, you know, it's close oh to that. It's it's similar. You know, it, that that Fargo's that in North Dakota, not Minnesota. Dakota, yes, but but that type of accent. It's it's kind of a similar. Uh, I, it's definitely a similar accent. I have and, another. I have a story I want to tell too. Remind me to come back to this. This is about. A similar experience Owen just had. We had at St. Clair. 
You're on it now. Just go do for it, it man. All right, so yeah. you guys, do okay, think of the think of the the thickest Caribbean accent you could possibly hear. Okay, Jamaican, like okay. patois. So we pull into the marina where we're where we're Chet where, Hanks. First of all, their launches close. I just want to point this out. If you've not been to Detroit, just don't go there. Just stay away from it. In my opinion. Okay, just stay away from Detroit. If you haven't been there, count you haven't been there, blessings. just count your blessings. You don't need to go there. So we we launch and we're talking to this guy. We're we're at this launch and everything closes there before dark. Like for good reasons. Okay. <laughs> so this guy's like, we're we're like, we're like, well, we want to fish till dark. Like we we can't get trapped in here. They're like, no, you don't. They shut the <laughs> no, gate. No, you don't, dude. Todd goes, is there anywhere else to launch? And he's like, well, you could go down there and launch in West Detroit, but I'll tell you right now, your truck might not be there when you get back. And we're like, <laughs> okay, that's not an option. So we rented like a private slip, like at this marina. And this marina does not have a boat launch. Okay. Have you ever, have you guys ever seen a marina that doesn't have a boat launch? Is that an actual thing? Oh, yeah. Okay. I just I wasn't sure because I figured. Anyway, so we... We, there's nobody there. It is like dead. We, we launched the boat. He pulls it over. We get rid of slip. We set everything up and then we go out fish the first day. We pull into the marina, like right as it's getting dark. And there's like, it went from like nobody there to like 4,000 people hanging out on boats, like drinking all night, partying. And so we get in and one guy asks us, he's like, what are you guys out fishing for? We're like, oh, muskies. Did you get any? Yeah, we got two today. So next thing I know, this guy comes running down the dock and he turns and he looks at us. He goes, you guys, and you just got to like, think about the Caribbean accent now. Okay. And knowing like this guy came from somewhere where like, it is just, you just eat everything you catch. Like that is the culture. This guy turns the corner and looks at us and he's like, you guys catch those muskies. He's like, where, where are those muskies at? And we're like, we released them. Dude, he got pissed. He was so angry with us that we released those fish. He, he starts really? like, yelling, oh yeah, he's like, starts yelling at us. He's like, boy, you better release that damn muskie. Like he's saying all this crazy <laughs> stuff. And he's talking about, he's like, you needed to keep that. You need to cook it. He's telling us, you got to take this thing. You got to cut the head off or just cut it. So like the head's just hanging on. You pin it up on a board. He's giving us all these recipes. We're freaking standing there laughing hysterically. And then he proceeds to tell us the night before guys were cleaning fish at the marina. They were out on a charter. He's like, yeah, I just walked up to them. And he's like, you know, that bucket of all those guts and heads and everything. I was like, yeah. He's like, I asked that guy if I could take it home. And the guy's like, what are you doing? Making soup? He's like, I'll make whatever I damn well please. And like, he's telling us all this stuff. He was so angry. Like he was basically yelling at us at a point because we weren't keeping the fish. And he's I like, usually don't there. keep muskies either, but sometimes I'll cut the cheeks out and let them go. Those are pretty good too, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah for a now soup that was a joke. Yes. That was a joke. Now we're, now we're talking. Better than chicken nuggets. <laughs> yeah. I was I was thinking about this man and this guy. I, I was all tore up. We we he left, he walked away, and I'm thinking, man. Tomorrow we are keeping every single fish because we are going to we're going to cook these up. We're going to party at this marina. Well, that's what I was going to ask. You wrote down these recipes, right? Yeah. Oh, what so song good. did you sing at this marina at karaoke? Uh, well, 
I, I'm not, I'm not actually allowed to discuss what transpired. <laughs> um, it was a very, it, it was a very comical thing. Like I could tell you guys like nine more stories. Like we got a flat in the middle of Detroit at like oh. 11, 12 at night, whatever it was. I paid flat, a, a flat on the trailer or a no, flat it was, on, the it truck. Was on the truck, it was flat on the truck. But the thing of it is the tire iron that he had with him, it just, what it couldn't release the spare. So oh. we had to, we had to patch that. We had to patch that thing and like not far from the ramp. I mean, it wasn't the worst area, but it was, I paid a meth head like two bucks to leave us alone. And that is a true <laughs> story. True story. It was Sounds crazy. like you got off cheap there. Yeah. I mean, all she wanted was a dollar. She just kept saying it. She asked, she asked Todd, she's like, can I get a dollar? He's like, I don't have any cash. She's like, all I wanted was a dollar. Like she got all <laughs> upset about it. She was so mad because that's all she wanted. It was bad. But anyway, sorry, I had to tell that because I, I don't know why it just popped into my head. You were telling that earlier, Owen. That reminds me of uh, my buddy and I, like we go out to North Dakota hunting fairly often. Not that late. Not recently, but every or the last two times we've been like, oh, we just need to make sure we don't stop in Gary, Indiana. And then it's like, that's the last stop before, like, you're in Chicago. Oh, yes. <laughs> it's just terrible. Like, McDonald's is all barred windows. <laughs> it's like, ah. <laughs> yep. I've been through there. It's, Don't slow been, down. Yep. Don't We've stopped there the twice. Place. We've stopped there every year just by our poor planning. You talk about people wanting your fish. I had a guy when I go up to my salmon trip every year. I told you guys about him last year. It was this old Polish guy who told me I talked to him all week. He was a commercial fisherman his whole life. So his whole life was centered around like keeping everything you catch, you know, eating, eating all parts of the fish, whatever. So all week long, this guy was following me around. And every time I would hook, I wouldn't even get the fish in if I would hook a fish. He would be behind me waiting patiently because he was he thought anything I caught he was getting. Didn't matter if it was a sucker. It didn't matter if he snagged an all wife in the side of the head. If it was a salmon, a trip, he wanted it. And if you let it go, he was just like your buddy Ryan. He was pissed. I let a couple. What was he doing? Was he would he would he freeze it? Like what? what I have no what, idea. What do you do with him? Would you well, give it to him? I gave him my salmon, and how I gave him to him, he would hold open a garbage bag, and I would drop the salmon into the garbage bag, and he would disappear. I think he's eating that stuff raw in the park. Probably lot. lunch. <laughs> But yeah, that's he was he was not. I let a few sublegal steelhead go, and I got the lecture just like you did for letting them go. <laughs> sublegal. <laughs> I got Levi here. He wants to tell you about the muskie that uh, got his thumb. Ooh, kind of a good oh, good one. Okay. Tom, pay Tom, pay attention yeah, to this I, one. I need to yes. take a yeah. here. Levi, can you still count to ten? Can you still count to ten? Oh, that's <laughs> Thumbs <good>. up. <laughs> you know, Chubbs Peterson lost his whole hand, so you're still doing better than him. Yep. Chubbs. So why don't you tell him about it? What 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 were what were we doing? Were we, we camp- were trolling for muskies, and I was casting my bass rod trying to catch a smallmouth. And I had probably a how big do you think that was? A five inch husky jerk. Yeah, it was blue and silver. And we got snagged. The sucker went straight into two rocks and snagged itself. We're trolling suckers. And like, because you can do that slow, but you can still yep. have a guy in the front of the boat and fan cast. Mm-hmm. 
he got snagged and they were all like trying to get it unsnagged while I was fishing and I didn't know at the time. And I watched this, there was a big old boulder that I casted right next to and I twitched my bait a couple of times. And all of a sudden I watched this muskie come all the way out from behind the rock and just absolutely smoked my husky. <laughs> <laughs> was snagged. It was chaos. Yeah. Did you get a picture of him? Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, we need to see the... that picture, too. Well, here's the one. I'll dig up the other. But yeah. uh, here's the first well, camera. We'll have to post that's it. Awesome. Yeah, right. yeah, I'll send it to you guys. You guys can put Ooh, it up. Oh, that's a nice one. Yeah. yeah. That's so, Ryan's uh, gotta love that husky jerk story. Dude, I freaking right love. up his alley. That well, let me tell you something. That is the best story I've heard this year. Hundred <laughs> percent, hands down. <laughs> Absolutely. So, hands down. Hands down. Hands down. So we cut the line. I think that's what happened because we hooked my. No. I knew it was a musky. Cut right the away. line on the sucker. And my dad came up with the walleye net because we didn't have the musky net. Oh dear! I know I was unprepared. Um, <laughs> it happens. Oh, and he gets yeah, it in put him the in the walleye net. Nothing wrong with it. It's a big walleye net, though. Like it's it's bigger. It's almost it's the size of a small musky net. Like you could probably fit a forty-five inch in there if you had without harming it. I love the justification there. We're, yeah. we're... Works for me. I'm sold. Yep. yep. He gets it in the net and immediately we get it in the boat and it bites my line off Ooh. oh just in time better yeah. in the boat so, so we unhook we unhook the, the fish and i grab it and we have really bad lighting and he didn't see that he took a picture but the thing it's thrashed and my dad thinks my finger was in its mouth i don't oh. think it was i thought it was sticking out like away from the fish but it like completely barrel rolled and my finger got slashed in three different spots. Oh, and he did you, said, Gilroy. did you have to have, did you have to get stitches? No, we were in the middle of like the lake. Oh, <laughs> we, were, we were, so you've been to the boundary waters, right? Yes, sir. So there's a lake up there that uh, has shoe pack strand in it and it's a good walleye lake. It's uh, you know, whatever it's got everything in it. We were fishing there, and okay. I mean, it's 42 miles from where we were staying. It's oh, wow. it's a hike. In, it's a hike in there. It's you know you go there and you fish all day long, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, yeah the, I mean that, that that entire area is incredible. No remote. cell phone, no yeah. cell phone service. Yeah, we so, always had to take take satellite phones whenever we would take our yep. canoe trips up there. I wasn't that prepared for that, but uh, <laughs> I thought about it, but it just never happened. So I did have a buddy that was camping with us and they were on the lake too. And uh, like oh. for, he cuts his thumb open and I'm like, ah, it's fine. And I look at it and it's just like banana, he said it was banana peeled in. He said it was Gilrake. And in my head, whenever he said that, I was like, it is not Gilrake. And then I looked at it. There was blood going down my hand. He had a, about a one inch incision on his thumb that was Ooh. like to the bone. And, you know, I helped put the fish there for him. Like, all right, grab the jawbone, you know, kind of, you know, 
support it here so it's you know horizontal and... yeah we couldn't find the bogo grips and then we found them later oh, yeah you need uh, those bogo grips good old vertical hold nice and far oh, yeah. away from you, yeah. there you go. hey those bogos are good for kids if you're there <laughs> with them they're, they're amazing lying. they're amazing tools don't let anybody tell you ever different because that is <laughs> that is it. i got my hand chewed up i love those oh, yeah. bogos i'm buying one <laughs> two of them maybe no, we're trying to they get the stuff out of the like we released take a picture we, yeah, you got beat up fish he, we, he didn't think he got a picture but he the fish just flopped right back into the lake and so we start trying to like patch it up and stuff and our tape <laughs> and all our stuff is melted together first aid kits here's a note to if there's any tip out there replace your first aid tip or your first aid tape and make sure you look over that kit every year before you go out on the water because <laughs> it wasn't even a year old and that tape was melted and stuck to itself you couldn't get it open literally just like gauzed his thumb up squeezed just to keep pressure on it and then i started waving at my buddy his uh hoping that he had a first aid kit Otherwise, did. it was it was an hour and ten minutes to the nearest clinic or anything like that. Hour and twenty minutes. That's a good piece of advice. Yeah. Yeah. Safety so, first. Be prepared for the worst. You know. Yeah. So, did you guys keep fishing after this? Yes, we yes, did. Yes, we. Of course, we did. Absolutely. <laughs> I got a, I got a picture of him holding his rod with a, like a big bandaged thumb, like thumbs up. At a boy, at a boy. I yep. love that. That's awesome. He kept chucking. I don't know where it went. Was. Super glue, gauze, all awesome. Yeah, last super time glue. I was up there. I we were fishing. Me, Dave, and Josh were out musky fishing all day. We didn't catch a darn thing. We come back and Levi was out fishing with his grandfather, I believe. And he shows me a picture of like an eight pound largemouth that he went and caught. And I'm like, man, we need to be going fishing with Levi. <laughs> this shit sucks. Oh, yeah. It must be fishing lame. <laughs> trying to go catch yep. eight pound largemouth. For 11 years old, he's got some pretty nice fish under his belt. That's awesome. Very nice. Those are two awesome stories. So, yeah, so I can tell I, those, those guys are going to be hooked for life. Oh, yeah. Oh. That's a sweet picture there. Do you still have the lore that you caught them on? I do. I nice. completely retired it. We don't hey, you put that on the wall. <laughs> yeah, I'll be right Hang it up. Hang it up. Yep, he caught his fish on it. He's like, it's early. It's early in the year. You got to use small baits. I'm like, okay. <laughs> you know, we had had like 10 follows that Has day. Has he been listening nothing. to this podcast? <laughs> He's been listening a little bit. I let him chime in here and there. Uh, I'm a huge fan of the Huskies. Uh, yeah. Well, he likes the Huskies. He's got a pile. After that, it was, uh, we need to go L&M and we need One to buy some Husky jerks for spring musky fishing, blah, blah, blah. And well, be One, glad he's asking. every color. Be glad he's yeah. asking for husky jerks and not like headlocks yet. Right, right. <laughs> Dad, I need eight matlocks for Christmas. Yeah. yeah. I want to twitch 12 inch matlocks in the spring. Yeah. <laughs> and a Tranks 500 and the yeah. Skicks. And a... Oh, Big yeah. Fish baits only, Dad. That's right. Right. 
We'll get them. I'll get them coached up the next time I get up there. There you go. Get on up. <laughs> I got to get on back before you get back up here. Yep, that's the rule. I'm not coming to fish with you again until you come to PA and catch some muskies with us. Oh, hey, he deal. Uh, Owen's you know, got something here. It is. Here it is. We got the spring rule. We can have a spring, uh, a spring fling. If well, all you Midwest guys from the Minnesota, from Minnesota, Wisconsin, whatnot, we can. We have an open season here, so if you guys want to come in, we can start making a plan where uh, we can. We got a couple cottages that we can make happen. We got enough boats to 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 keep everybody afloat and and you know give somebody give everyone fishing partners. We might be might have to plan something here over the next year. Dave, it I sounds think, like you're getting an invite to Hunk's Weekend. weekend. Spring, Hunk's we'll weekend. call it the Spring Fling. There yes. you go. Uh, oh, no, actually, there you go. Just say, go check with this real quick, too. Dave, have you ever painted an epoxied musky bait? <laughs> and if you have, what kind of epoxy did you use? <laughs> I have you I have painted baits. I have an airbrush. I was into airbrushing when I was younger and I have painted a few baits. Um the epoxy thing I'm still trying to figure out. Uh, yeah, okay. you me and you both, brother. Yep, yep. <laughs> I'm not locked down on anything and I don't have anything to brag about yet, but I have repainted, I should say, you know. All right. But anything else we want to cover here tonight, boys? Anything? Where do we want to go from here? I have the picture. Hang on. Let me find uh, it. We can send it. This, is, oh, this has been a lot of fun. This he, has been a lot of fun. He's pretty excited. He wants to show you this picture. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Good time. Have your dad send them to us. And we'll, yeah, we, we, can, we, will include it, yep. we will include it on the flyer for this episode. There Everybody you go. See it. And I just, I, I think I would much rather listen to their stories all night than any Stephen Paul stories. Just saying. Oh, yeah. Oh boy, <laughs> I, I I completely agree with that. <laughs> Might hear about a world record soon. <laughs> Hope so. It's, it's taken it's taken oh, every every oh, you can't go bone back. in my body not to say anything. Go back. <laughs> you guys were talking about. Hurry up. I can't. All right, never mind. I he just had a picture up of a really nice spotted muskie that he caught up here. I'll find it. Take a good cool. one for the flyer, whichever Absolutely. one you, you can send them yeah, to send us. them over. Send them we'll all. Do. Well, boys. I, I, I'd say uh, I think we'll probably start wrapping this up, huh? I think so. Anything yeah, else so we want to talk a lot of fun. about? And uh, it's been a blast having your, your boys here. Yeah. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. awesome. It's nice finally getting to talk to you after all the good things Donnie said about you. Dave in Minnesota. Right. Yeah. He's a legend. Damn. Oh no, no legend. I just like the fish. I just want to I think this might be our another record that we set on the podcast. We have most people on a hunk on a podcast at one time, and now I think we have the youngest podcast guests. Maybe. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's a There's another beautiful fish. Can you see that's that? Awesome. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a great fish. Oh, yeah. It's a beauty. Dave up there in Minnesota. So, so they don't just follow up here, Donnie. Sometimes they eat. Every once in a while you get lucky. You went to North Dakota for that. <laughs> that was Levi. I think it's Donnie's cologne or something. It it's something about Donnie. Uh, it's definitely me. It's not Minnesota. <laughs> yeah. If he would, if he would stop forgetting the fire gel, he would be completely fine. That's all. That is probably <laughs> a part of it. 
No, he oh, has had uh, orders with that. The couple trips that he has been up here, I would have to say that uh, he's. We've had some pretty bad luck. I'd be banging him the week before he comes up, and it's. He just. We don't get it. <laughs> now the one trip we must have had what thirty follows. I hooked. I hooked. Recurring theme from just like Conklin said. I think right. Yeah, it is what it is. Happens when I go. Yeah, it's musky fishing, you know. It's just, it is what it is. So, but hey, man, I appreciate you coming on here tonight, talking with us. It was a lot of fun. Uh, Talking with you guys, Levi and Dominic. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks to the other special guests. Yep. Good luck this season, guys. Yeah. You too. Let's see some pictures here. Have a good night, fellas. Thanks, right, boys. You See you guys. Thanks, boys. Thanks Dave. Dave. I had to shake them on my last case. Big O don't play. O don't play.